Hey, hey, wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is your host, Naomi, and today I have on none other than Carmen Arias. She is a fellow wizard, and this is going to be basically one of the follow ups of our Meet the Wizards. Uh, Carmen, if you wouldn't mind presenting yourself, who you are, short background of how did you start in Amazon, and of course, what you're currently doing. Sounds good. Thank you, Noemi. Um, so I am I'm originally from Venezuela. I moved to the U.S. about 20, more than 20 years ago, but I think I stopped counting at 20. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a background in project management. That's that's where, uh, what, where, where I started my career, um, developing um, information systems, uh, working pretty much corporate. Um, about 10 years ago, I started my entrepreneurship journey, let's call it, but I started in e-commerce. So I've been selling on Amazon for more than 10 years. And I think my Amazon account, <laughs> hello, we have companion. <laughs> we have a cat on the background, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. And um, I think my Amazon account is probably 15 years old or something like that, because I remember I first opened it, at least one of my accounts now, I opened it to sell my my textbooks. That's how I started, you know, selling. It wasn't really as a business. It was simply for getting rid of my textbooks after I finished, you know, my classes. Um, so um, probably, I don't remember what year, in 2012, something like that. Um, I decided to just kind of do a test. I used to go to downtown LA. There's a lot of wholesalers there. And I had a passion for jewelry. So I thought, what can I do to buy a bunch of jewelry that I don't feel guilty about it? And I decided to actually invest $100 in jewelry. Um, That was my risk tolerance at that time. That was all I could think I could spend and figure out later what to do in terms of selling it. So I literally bought $100 worth of jewelry wholesale. I guess they allowed to do that at that time and put it for sale on Amazon. And then that... I mean, the probably the six, 10 pieces of jewelry I bought, I sold and make $200. So I'm like, oh, wait, that worked. Let's do it again. So I pretty much just kept doing whatever I turned out of the business, reinvested. And I mean, it was a long process, very, very long process because I, I at that time, there was nothing there. You know, all the classes, all the information you have now that did not exist. So it was literally just guessing, doing a lot, making a lot of mistakes. I, I probably has, have created more than a thousand listings, but just because the beginning of my journey was very spaghetti against the wall, let's call it. Um, and so that's how I started. And now I have that, you know, that has evolved into different brands and different products. And now I have uh, three brands and, um, it's, it's still running successful. Obviously, that's a that's a very short summary of what happened in between. But here here we are. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I did even know that this is how you started Amazon, like by selling your own textbooks and then jewelry. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Now I know as well. But it's really interesting. It's it's interesting. I wish I was you probably at some point. Well, the when I entered Amazon, I feel like everything already was there, the tools were there and so on, and saturation was there. So I think my question to you is like, do you see it as an advantage to get in when like there's no one there or 
during the time, because you still have the, those three brands and they are successful and you're thriving, what do you see the difference between launching back then versus launching right now? You know, there's there's two sides of it. I mean, it's one of those things I wish I knew back then what I know now and for more than one reason. I mean, there's there's so much information and and you know, the entire Amazon, at least, I mean, focusing on Amazon now, that it has evolved a lot. I mean, there's there's so much, so many more tools. So it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, if, if, if you knew what you were doing at that time, there, there, there was definitely more of an opportunity. I mean, you know, the competition was much lower. You know, there was a point in Amazon's, in the Amazon world where the chi- um, vendors from China were not allowed to sell directly on the platform. So that was a great time. I mean, the competition was very, let's call it sane, very clean per se. Um, once that changed, that's one of the changes I would say had one of the biggest impact. Once you, we got a flood of sellers from China, the market became, you know, a little, a little crazy. Um, even back then I was, I was still selling jewelry. And I remember I had a, an account cancellation because once the competitors were selling like, you know, jewelry that was, they were calling a certain metal and it was not and a little more of the fake stuff, everybody pays for it. You know, that's, that's Amazon style. Usually one, you know, a few people make a mistake and everybody kind of pays the consequences. So um, after that, I knew there was still a lot of opportunity, but jewelry wasn't the area for me because I wasn't a jeweler and it was going to be just too hard to compete with, you know, maintaining the standards to prove that you're legit per se. Um, so that was the opportunity then. Now, right now, there's so much information. There's, there's so many tools that that's also an advantage. Um, so it just, you gotta be a little more structured. You gotta know definitely better what you're doing and have a clear goal of, you know, for your business. And like we were talking earlier, you know, you, you gotta be an entrepreneur. If, if you're doing this as a side, a hobby or anything, it's just not going to work. You got to give it a lot of time, uh, a lot of energy, effort, and well, now probably a little more capital than $100 um, to in order to make it happen. So, you know, both both times haven't had an advantage. And, you know, I think there's still opportunity right now. So 100% I agree with you. And I like also that you touch base on, yes, we have to I think something that we as entrepreneurs, what makes us entrepreneurs is really like not only adapt, but thrive, right? And this is something that Amazon, it's forcing you. You cannot, if you if your listing is still like two months old, three months old, and your competition is like there, probably they did already. So everything in their power to compete against you. So something like, uh, as you were saying, you really have to adapt to whatever is happening. So this is what I got from uh, from the story, right? So you were saying that also other sellers are coming in and Chinese sellers are coming in. So that's super interesting and great. And uh, as you were saying right before hitting recording, actually we had a small chat about entrepreneurship and I would love to chat about that because you've been for the past 10 years already on the platform. You understand how this works. You have a specific mindset, which I would love to talk about um since you're more focused on not necessarily like passion problem but is this really you're passionate about the process itself i am much more passionate about the product and what i noticed past few years is that my way of doing things is really bringing up a brand which is super costly yours is 
I'm going to try it out. If it's working, it's great. If it's not working, it's great. But this is the the progress that you're doing during that, you know, like, okay, let's see if this product is for me. Would you mind like sharing a bit more? Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know if, if this is along the lines of what you're asking, but um, it probably comes down to your initial goal with what the business you're starting. So yeah. um, there's there's a lot of talk and information out there about building a brand. And I think a lot of people get maybe confused about what does it mean to build a brand, right? Uh, I don't see it as a black or white. There's levels to it. And, you know, you can say you're building a brand where you just created a brand new product, a, you know, you maybe creating an industry, a market, you're the next GoPro, iPhone, you know, those are major words. And absolutely possible. You know, I, I know many people that have created very strong brands and um, that's one journey. Um, then I think the confusion might be when we talk about like creating an Amazon brand, I mean, or Amazon, uh, a brand to sell on Amazon for the most part or e-commerce. Um, I think those brands, even though, yes, you created a name, you, you, everything started from you and, you know, trademarks and all, all the cool stuff is not necessarily a brand that it will be recognized worldwide or even nationwide. It is something that is, has the purpose of selling online. And for me, that's more of a cash flow brand versus a brand name. Um, and I think maybe some people kind of get caught into like building a brand that is so strong and ultimately their product is not, maybe not, I don't know if not good enough, but it's not worthy of a, such a big brand. And so they take all the efforts to build a name for a product that's weak for it. And that product might be just great and perfect for online, for e-commerce, and you can actually probably profit a lot from it, but you don't have to spend so many, so much time or effort into building a name versus just selling the product. My style has been cash flow. That's, that's how I base my model. Um, it either makes money or not. That's, that's kind of my baseline for, for the brands I've created. And when I say brand, it's just, they're, they're composed of, you know, different niches, different industries, a coherent line of products, but it's not, you know, that the name doesn't really mean anything, in my opinion, you know, to the outside world. And um, once you're clear on that, um, that you're, you are creating a brand that's used to, to sell and sell more products and generate some cash flow, um, I think that makes a difference versus getting trapped into the building of a big brand name that, you know, it's, it's a lot more challenging. And it's not profitable right away. Probably you're actually going to be on the negative for, for a few years before that becomes a, a big name. Does that make sense? 100%. And I love that you touch base on exactly the most important point, which is what is your strategy? First off, I 100% sure know that people who have zero background in business, they don't even think about it. It's like, I've seen a video, I want to try it out and probably it's going to work. And right now, because influencer marketing is so strong and so on, that's what I'm going to do and so on. And there are so many words there and so many processes there that they are not even aware about. That's not anymore selling on Amazon, that's marketing. You have to become a marketer, you have to become a brand, you know, and you just touch base on the most important things, which is what is the purpose? What do you want to do? Is it cash flow? Is it branding? You know, um, yeah, totally nailed it. Uh, so based on that, what would be the, the thinking process? Because 
it's a different thingy process, I assume. Uh, so, I mean, for in my world, the, mm -hmm. the way I create, let's say even create from scratch. I mean, right now I'm, I'm, I'm starting a new brand mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a few, let's say core points that I want to have there. I'm, I want to source, I've, I've been sourcing mo most of my products from China for many years. So I want to change that a little bit. So I'm creating a new brand that I'm, I'll be sourcing from Mexico, for example, this time around, and I'm building it to possibly sell it uh, until now. All of my businesses have been just in order to generate cash flow. And then I take that money and invest it in real estate. So that has been my model for years. Um, I want to kind of play with building a brand to possibly maybe for an, um, for a sale or, you know, just to see how it goes. It's, it's a little bit of an experiment. I'm also using, you know, um, AI to create names and descriptions. I'm, I'm really having fun and playing with it. <laughs> um, but the core of it is I don't necessarily, I don't really like the models of find the right keyword or find the, the product. I mean, if you find a product that generates that much revenue, then probably there's a lot of competition. I mean, it's, it's a tricky route. You might found, find one here or there, but for the most part, you're going to find things that are already saturated. So in my world is more, and I, I like to say that I think entrepreneurship should be a combination of science and art. Because you got to prove some models, right? You got to run numbers. You got to have some validate your ideas, but you got to trust your gut too. You got to, if you're looking at products, you know, when at the times where we used to go to trade shows, you know, and like in China, there's so many products and there's, you know, where do you even start? But you, there's sometimes you're going to see something that you're like, this probably makes sense, you know, or you've been thinking about it. So you have to trust your gut a little bit and then validate it so i use all the tools to validate my ideas versus finding an idea using a tool does that make sense 100%. um and so with that once you have kind of like an idea of the product or, or one product then the next thing is just knowing that you can actually add more to it so i also don't believe in like one product success and done you have to have a, a vision of if you launch that product what else can you add to that line and that's also what the core of my my style or my my business is is i i create products that are coherent that they you know match each other um they i could create a line somebody that would need this will need the other one or what they can put it together um so if you have that mentality from the beginning i think it's a more clear path and easier route versus just a random product that, you know, one tool recommended and you don't even know where to go from there. Um, the other part is when you trust your feeling, you probably have some, I don't want to say attachment, but you, you have a likeness for that product versus I don't recommend anyone to sell things that they don't care about. They don't understand. And they think it's, they're ugly because it's just, you're going to hate the process. You know, you got to enjoy it. I mean, this part of this is just, enjoying it with the good and the bad the ups and downs but just do something that you're passionate about because it's going to require effort it's going to require some time energy and so unless you love what you're doing this is super challenging you know uh, it's it just you're better off getting a job <laughs> type 100%, of thing 100 all right so you say that so far as i understood you still have to have passion towards the product it's just like don't think as one product rather than think as a product line correct yeah. Correct. And, and validate. I mean, validate. I don't think I'm not saying find something you like and 
you know, and your mother told you it's nice because you need a little more of that. Use the tools that we have. And, you know, once you have something selected or a handful of products selected, make sure obviously there's, there's market, there's, you know, the numbers are there. I mean, the, the big challenge right now is, is maintaining profitability. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer full for revenue numbers. You know, I don't matter what revenue numbers you bring to me. I don't care. Tell me how much you're keeping because that's the challenge. And even though I'm making more revenue than ever before in my life right now, I could tell you my profit were better. I mean, if you put it in a ratio, you know, when I was halfway here, um, mm-hmm. because there, there weren't so many fees, so many costs. I mean, you know, everything that goes on in this business. So, um, you got to definitely validate that. Make sure that the product idea you have, they have to have a good profit because right now, I mean, the margins are small. So if, if, if you're close to the limit, it's probably not, it's probably not a good idea. You probably want to keep it a little higher and, and just prepare for the unexpected a little bit. 100%. Since you touched based on this, I'm curious. Even like, I love this episode because I'm asking the question that I never asked you. So I'm also learning about you. So yay. And by the way, she was just like uh, giggling just a bit um, forward because like probably whoever is listening to this, they're like, she's just giggling at some point. When she was talking about AI, I was like the rocking sign, you know, so she is super, super serious. And I just made her laugh. So apologies about that. But getting back to the subject, um, you were talking about profit margin. And I'm curious to know here, since you're thinking of a product line versus a product, is that profit margin for all the products? Is it for the one hero product? Or how do you think about this in order to make sense? Um, I, I think there have to be minimums, um, no matter what product. I mean, right now I have, you know, I don't know, maybe on a, on a brand with 20 products, there are maybe five that I'm, I'm you know, given some time, like just giving it a little time to prove, you know, with a little improvement, if it doesn't get better, I'm just going to get rid of those and that just launch more products. Um, because I mean, things have changed and, and maybe those products make sense at some point in a year ago or two years ago, they were doing fine. But right now with the added competition and the increased costs, then they, they don't make sense anymore. So you have to kind of like be quick and decide when something doesn't work anymore and keep launching. I mean, in my world, um, the I think the life cycle of a product is about two years. You launch something, I mean, of a, a successful product, right? You launch it, it goes great. You have a great year. Second year, you're going to start noticing like there's somebody popping up there. And then two years into it, you're going to have at least a handful of competitors. It's, it's been my, I mean, the history of my, my um, business. So, and I mean, to be clear, I... Obviously, I'm not selling products that are patented or very sophisticated or where I have the right to, to fight it. I mean, it's just simple, simple products that are my own designs, but they're easy to copy. And, you know, if I if I wanted to protect them, it will cost me so much money and it's just a lot of aggravation. So um, I'm OK with the fact that, you know, I'll give it a two year cycle and every year I want to add more products just to obviously keep it keep it live. So products last a little longer. And some others you have to decommission and, you know, just ultimately, if the numbers are not there, get rid of them. Mm, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I like the approach and uh, it's interesting. The reason why I was asking is because especially now this past two years on Amazon, it's like it can be a successful product. But if you are ha- heavily depending on advertising and advertising goes up, the product 
the profit margin on the product that maybe it was like 40%, 50%, even more, you know, now it's going to shrink even more and more and more. And it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's simply because it's the cost on the platform becoming so expensive, you know, and they were so, so curious to know, okay, what is your thought process there? Because yeah, it's good to know, right? <laughs> there's, so. there's something else. And, and maybe right. hopefully this, this will serve as a tip for, you know, somebody starting. Um, the other part of it is not only going for the hot thing that, you know, every tool is selling you is, is great profit. I mean, not profit, but at least revenue, things like that. I actually, I, this actually applies to the, la, the, the brand I'm building right now. Um, it's, these are not hot products. I mean, and when I say hot in terms of the BSR, it's not super low or high. How do you, I forget low. which one is it, right? Like, uh-huh. Um, and then it will not show up in any tools. Like no tool will ever recommend to sell these because it doesn't say, seem like the volume is there, mm-hmm. but it's the product that is very niche. And because of there's no competition and the margins, it just makes a lot of sense. And I will probably make the profits on that product line as I do in my hot, uh, same as I would do in my hot selling products, but I have to sell 10 times more of that one in order to match that profit. Does that make sense? 100%, yes. So sometimes it's worth to look at something that it do- it's not obviously something that at any you know Amazon course will recommend you sell, but because of the smaller market, the less competition, and you know, assuming you can get a good margin on it, it's, it's just less work. You know, I only have to sell 10 of these, these items in order to get the same amount of money that I will get if I sold 30 or 40 of the other one. So mm-hmm. it's less work for me, it's less investment, and I'm still keeping the same amount, amount of profit. Love it, love it. So basically, you have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge. It's going to be easier for you to find those kind of products. But for our listeners, I love to ask the beginner questions because I was beginner sometimes. And sometimes it was like all these amazing advices, but like, where do I start? Because I don't have your experience. So based on what you were saying, what would be a good tip for someone just starting out to look for products in the way that you would? Um, I would probably recommend attending trade, trade shows or fairs. Um, you don't have to buy the product there that's what's going to make you start thinking of ideas and i still do it myself i go to trade shows sometimes sometimes i have a very um you know, specific thing i'm looking for and sometimes i'm just going open and see what i see um but it just makes you think and it start giving you ideas of you know what options are out there or you can find something you can modify so i it could be overwhelming i get it but if you're have you know, you have no initial idea, you don't have any inspiration, then go somewhere where you see like a product line. You see a lot of things, a lot of options and, and just take it from there. And I, I mean, this is the reverse product uh, process. Yeah. You go, you find maybe make a list of a few products that you think it could be good and then go back and validate. Go back on Amazon, use one of your tools and see is, is there demand for that product? What's the competition? Like that. Um, and that's what I would recommend. Other than that, just finding opportunities. If you know somebody that's, you know, has a factory or even your community, like it's, it's interesting how many small businesses are around us and they don't even sell on Amazon. They're just still like, a, you know, a small shop, but they might have a great product 
And if you can work with somebody local, it's even better. So it's kind of like being vigilant of like all around you. Like what, what do you see? And don't be afraid of knocking doors, you know, don't be afraid of asking people for, you know, like what can I sell your product? I mean, it, it just, you have to think a little bit outside the box. Mm -hmm, 100%. I think that you are just like checking the boxes for everything that is not thought, which is like, take the tool, look at this, like between these amounts, and that's the money that it has to make. And then that's the search form and so on, which again, it's, it's great advice, but it's so generalized that if you're going to do that, everyone else is going to copy you. And I love your approach of, it's not starting from a product, but understanding a line of products, where do they fit and have not one product, but maybe 10 products. And like, those are the ones that are going to fit within what you want to do. So this is brilliant, I think. And knocking on doors. Yes. That's something that I have to make courage for it because I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I love the approach. It's somehow it's way more like very business person who is, who is knowledgeable and they know more than just like finding something on Amazon. So this is yeah. why you're on the show, Carmen, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, the other part though, is like, you got to educate yourself, right? Like yeah. you got to understand what you're doing before you start. And it's interesting because, uh, for somebody that's not in e-commerce and they hear about it and they want to start, they're like, where can I learn about it? Right. Uh, that's pr probably that's the question I've got the most out of people that are not in the business. And I always tell them just go on Amazon and read what they tell you. It takes, you know, what it is to take, to sell your products, to do everything. I mean, even more now, but even back when they didn't have, I think they have like an Amazon university or something now. Mm -hmm. um, but even before that, they had all the basic information you need to know, which is also tricky because that's information you need to know also to stay out of trouble. And many sellers, you know, don't even know and they get in trouble out of ignorance and that's, that's not going to get you out of jail. You know, you got to know. <laughs> so I think definitely you got to understand what it takes, what it is. is um, you know, there's so much information now, but I will start at the source. Just go on Amazon, read, you know, what they tell you it takes to sell and then, you know, get a little more sophisticated, get a little more details going somewhere else. But if you just read Amazon and go to a trade show, you can start a business, in my opinion. Love it. Better. It cannot be a better advice. Just do it. Do it like she said. That's right. All right. The, <laughs> the next question, I think, most common mistakes you see newbies making whenever they are starting on Amazon, besides the one that we already spoke about. Um, I think they probably focus too much on all the other stuff but the core meaning when you're just starting you you have only one job and that is find a product and start selling it prove you can sell something before you worry about everything else i see a lot of people worrying about start registering a business and trademarks and and the legal stuff and insurance and protection i'm like you don't have to do any of that to start selling. I mean, even in the world of Amazon, I know you need brand registry. You can still do it without it. Um, you can still prove that your product has demand that you can actually sell, um, give it a, a period of time. And then after that, start doing it. I mean, even I did it myself and trust me, the IRS will always forgive you. And you know, if you pay them a little extra fee for whatever you didn't pay the previous year, there's, there's ways to fix, you know, whatever you didn't do. Only for, a t I mean, temporarily, right? Like, you know, you can do it for six months, even a year while you prove the model and then worry about the rest. 
don't even think about what an IPI is on Amazon or, you know, all these things that are completely irrelevant when you're just starting. If you cannot prove that you, you can sell one product, then everything else is, is irrelevant. 100%. So where does this, I, I love the, the approach and agree to the approach. Where does this comes into like studying about Amazon while doing stuff? The reason why I'm asking is because I am very similar to you. I'm also super analytical and for me, I have to start it right. So the moment that I start, I have to have all the things available for me, like within my reach in order to start and start right. And most of the time what I see is that this is something that is going to make people hesitant or either hesitant or their product is not even good and they invested already all this effort and like money and so on. And it's the product because it's not itself, it's not successful on Amazon. So where would you implement those things as you were saying, hey, just start versus just start, but also understand the platform. Does this make sense what I'm trying to say? I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, you mean like you start selling yeah. once you prove that you know there's demand that that product is working when do you start adding all the extra stuff of the business and things like that is that your question no i think my question was like beforehand we were saying that most people when they are starting on amazon they don't even go through the tos and they don't understand yeah. amazon which is mm -hmm. a process that would require like an analytical mindset and then mm -hmm. afterwards is that just start makes sense so how do you combine the analytical with just start makes sense yeah, I, I don't know that I see it different or separated. I mean, one thing is just create your baseline. You need to understand what you're doing, right? Like, Got it. Um, you know, to, in order to sell, there's some basics you need to know, right? In terms of, um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a lot of basics as far as uh, what type of product and, you know, what are your costs and where do you send it? And there's so many little things. Where, the, where do you put the label? You know, there's yeah. all of that you need to know. That's, that's the other part, right? I think most sellers starting... They should do every single part of the process. You know, I I I label more things than I can even think of, and I fold the boxes. And I I remember when I just created my first palette and wrap it in plastic wrap. I mean, like I did it all, and the learning that you get from that is is huge because you understand so many other parts. Now, when you're talking to your vendor, you know what it takes to do things. You know how much what the cost would be or something. You have a baseline, so. I know it's not realistic for everybody to do everything, but at the beginning, just order the stuff, bring it to your house, put labels, bag it, whatever it takes. So you understand a, a big part of the process. Um, and then, but you you need to know that. So I think the learning is is the first thing, you know, just learn about it, read about it, understand the, the basics of it. Um, and then with that, you start selling. Um, so I don't know, does that answer your question? If I'm saying that I love it, does it answer my question? <laughs> yeah, it's great, 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 great. And I love that you also gave context because that was actually what I was looking for. What you would do is creating a baseline and based on that baseline, you already know Amazon's rules, you already understand the country's rules, quote unquote, now you're going to live by them. So that is brilliant. Now, are there any questions that I should have asked that I haven't? Uh, no, I mean, Maybe something that I was thinking about this morning is um, you gotta be, don't take too much time, you know, to make this decision. You, as I think as a rule of entrepreneurship, um, making decisions is probably the one of the core basic things of succeeding. 
you have to make decisions and not only make them, but make them fast. Um, you know, I, I tell many people, if you're, you might fail, but it's better if you fail faster, right? Like just get it out of the way and move on to the next thing. So there's, there's a, it's very easy to uh, fall into the analysis paralysis in this, in this business, because there's like, we, we're, what were you just saying, right? You can read about it. You can try to understand it, look at a million products and just stay in that cycle forever and ever. And so just you know, setting maybe a deadlines or just if, if it's not in your nature to make decisions fast, just do everything in your power to set a deadline or something where you can actually jump in and do your first test. And, you know, not there's no guarantee a first product will work, but, you know, you learn a lot on the first one to do it better the second time. So just make decisions and make them fast. Love them. I think that I'm going to have you way more often on the show. It's like, do this, 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 follow this, and you're going to become successful. And she's right, because you are going to become successful, because she is. All right, so um, for those of us who are listening to us, Carmen's a dear friend, so sometimes if you see me, like, getting out of my character of being super serious and asking questions like this, just so you know, so insights there. But to be super respectful of your time, uh, before we're wrapping up, I love to ask the following questions on my guests. The first one goes like, if you would have $50 or less investment, in what would you invest it in order to understand how Amazon works? $50, I will invest it in probably books. Um, just buy, because there's, I mean, Amazon, the information about Amazon is free. You can go on Amazon and read it. So I don't think you need to pay for somebody to teach you how to sell on Amazon. But um, there's another part of, you know, having a business is you, you you need to understand numbers you need to understand finances so create a baseline or create you know get yourself around the mentality of like numbers and what does it take i mean it's too soon at the beginning to think of a team but building a team and all of that so i would probably invested in just books that either both help you grow as a, as a person as an entrepreneur and then some more technical stuff that you might need for the business Hundred percent. The following question is: What are your top three favorite books and why? Top three. I prefer two. <laughs> well, too bad no, now. In the I'll podcast. tell you. I might have to open my audio book, but hold on. <laughs> um, so for number one, I would say of the core, you know, basic books, I would say is Think and Grow Rich um, by Napoleon Hill. That's one of those basics that. If you're starting, if you've never read it, it's just, it's gold. It's, it's, it's just something that we all should have, like, clear. And, you know, something amazing, in my opinion, is that that's a book that was written so many years ago, and it still applied. Yeah. Um, so that, that says a lot about, you know, the, the material there. Um, once you're in, in the business, once you maybe are a little more established and are ready to move to the next level, I would say... Um, who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Um, definitely a, a great mentality to have. And that probably has been one of my biggest challenges, how to delegate, how to get, you know, the tasks out of my time and given to somebody else. So um, if I think knowing that at the beginning is also helpful. Um, and um, I have one here that I meant to read again. So... I think that would I would choose this for my third. It's the 5 a.m. miracle. Um, I remember when I read it, I 
I felt like I was on fire. I was like so structured and everything went, you know, like more like my plan was working better. So and you know, we go through cycles, so I think I need to get back to it. So I'll probably be reading it again. Hundred percent. I'm going to count you accountable for that because that's something that I have in plan to wake up even earlier and to just get things done and have the gym time and have everything right before I'm really starting the morning. So Amen to that sister. <laughs> so the last one is how can people get a hold of you? Say hello, find out more about who you are. Probably anywhere where the wizards exist, they can find me. Any WhatsApp, uh, Telegram chat, uh, or in person on Saturdays in Miami. Um, if the wizards are there, my name is probably going to be there. <laughs> so you can find me there. <laughs> love it love it love it love it love it thank you so so much for, for being on the show i think this was super super helpful and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience i think that this is exactly something that not only beginners but even advanced sellers need to hear because sometimes we get in the how do you call it rat race like we're going 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 spinning so sometimes just like sitting down and listening to okay how does someone else who's successful thinking the way how they are structuring this is just called them nuggets all over the place this was fun thank you so much (laughs) thank you so so much and to you dear listener be sure to chime in next wednesday because i'll be back bye